Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is street artist and sculptor, Reed Bmore. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Rob, for having me on. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're like the, you're like, you're like the ghost face killer. You're like the MF doom of this situation or what have you, as we're recording, you got the mask on. I really appreciate it. Um, so let's get into it. Um, can you describe your work? I, I, I touched on it, but I think the, um, artist, the creative gets a little bit deeper into what they do. I said sculptor, I said street artist, but can you describe your work? Yeah. So, uh, all in all, I basically use wire to sculpt 2d drawings and install them on traffic lines in the middle of the street. And yeah, that's fire. <laughs> um, so, so that's unique. That's, that's really unique to me. Um, how did you find that creative niche is like, this is what I want to do. This is kind of where I'm at. And this is the auto want to pursue. I, I don't know. Honestly, it, it came out of, a time because like I started about like six years ago and I've been going strong ever since. But I remember like thinking back then it came out of like a lot of boredom and kind of like came out of a lot of like a, a necessity to express myself sure. in a certain way, you know? So, I mean, like I've always been doing the whole wire thing. It was just after getting out of, you know, like school and only having like all of my design work. Cause I, you know, I used to do like, like product and architecture, okay. like back in the day. You know, so having like all of these uh, almost out of touch, you know, uh, artwork, art pieces that are on flash drives, it, I don't know, it didn't really like jive with what I wanted to do. So, I mean, I, it kind of like came out of the necessity of expression that I just wanted to have a voice and do something different, you know, and yeah. take a chance. And I don't know, that's, that's kind of where I am now, you know? So I obviously did some um, Instagram stalking and all of that good stuff and see that you've gone from like into various cities or what have you. And I think some of your art has been in like Philly and, um, and a few other places, but I definitely remember Philly sticking out. Like where are some of the most unique places and kind of some of the, the otter places you were able to kind of put your, to install some of your work? Oh, um, well, I mean, recently I just got out of, I've probably been like three weeks back in the city, but, uh, before that I just got back from a month and a half long camping and adventure, like going, dropping a friend off in California. Yeah. And, uh, cause I stopped off and I had a bunch of places on the way back. We only, we took the Southern route, but I think one of the weirdest places that I probably went was this, this town called Miami, Texas. Oh, wow. And it, it was just, it was odd. You know what I mean? It was a culture shock on my end coming from a city and then going to a place where, you know, like the, uh, the store clerk wasn't in because we happened to be on a Sunday and everybody was at church. You know what I mean? And like, it, it was, you know, and the town was like 400 people and I don't know. I just found like a, uh, a spot in the middle of like the dead center of their town and I, I installed like a, a weird Miami dolphin with a cowboy hat. <laughs> okay. That, that's like, great. <laughs> like in the middle, but it, it was just weird because, you know, and I've never really been, uh, you know, traveled outside other than that to see. So like sparseness, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was pretty interesting. So your, your work, obviously, and, and, and we'll talk about that, that, uh, that yeehaw Miami, that yeehaw dolphin a little bit more. Um, but, 
your, your work is super unique from, from what I'm seeing. I, I, I dig it. Um, I, I see like this kind of commentary that's there. I see humor. I see just expression that's there. Could you talk a little bit more about your, your process? I'm curious and how you get into this idea of I'm going to take this wire and I'm going to turn it into this particular thing that I'm thinking of or that I'm seeing. Uh, well, I mean, in my neighborhood, I just, I, I use it more so as like, uh, like pathfinding or wayfinding or creative making. And I don't know when I go into different cities, it's, it's, it's more so about like finding connection, you know, that's probably like probably the most important part that we could like, you know, that we could do as artists is finding like those, those niches of, you know, culture where we might find or be culture shocked traveling, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's some capacity for, you know, commonality. And I think that's where art is super important in the creative processes, like try to find that, those connections, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so going into like other cities and places doing the research on like symbolism that people love, you know what I mean? Or like bump, it's like, you know, when I go to an, in a space is like, what is this city's like natty bowhead? You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like, what is that weird thing that everybody here in the neighborhood kind of connects to? Because it speaks so much about like, you know, their own local culture or like their lo- local cuisine. And how can I use that symbolism as a way of, you know, being a catalyst to, to tell a story or tell something else, you know? I and I guess that's kind of like the way that I go about it, you know, is just trying to use street art to find some connection, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I noticed that with just like, I got Basquiat stuff in and around here and I try not to feel like a poser that I have it. So I, but yeah. I, I tend to go when I travel to, to different places and I see just what's out there, what's in just different parts that, may have like, I'll go down to new Orleans. It's like, okay, let's look at the street art here. Let's check out what's in the alleys. Let's check out what's in these different areas that aren't on the, uh, that tourist layout. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is what makes sense here. This is what this part of the city is about. And I noticed that some people I've talked to, they look at the term street art as a bit of a pejorative. What are your, what are your takes on it? Do you like embrace that? Do you say, nah, I'm, I'm more of this. I, I lean more into the sculptor part of it as opposed to using the, um, the nomenclature of like a street artist. Uh, well, I, I think the whole, you know, the capability of street art is there. There's a difference. I think in like, you know, the graffiti mask and like street art and like what the perception or like what the narrative you're trying to speak mm-hmm. going through with those things are. Um, but where it shares commonality is the illegality of it, you know, yeah. the, the ability to kind of, you know, not having a voice and just saying, fuck you, I'm going to put this stuff up anyway, because this is how I feel, you know? And uh, I, I feel like we've, we've lost a lot of power and just, trying to express those things publicly, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like going big. And like, I think that it's like, there's something pure about just writing on a wall or like do or putting something up on a line so people could just see it. You know, we spend all that time, like looking at like weird ads that people pay for that we're forced to like look at whether we have consent or not. Like, 
you know, as much as I've been on uh, YouTube and staying in and trying to watch like DJ mixes to get through the day, I'm like, can I not get an ad? I don't want this. I didn't ask for this ad. I'm not buying this yeah. hemorrhoid cream. And then, and then they added two, two ads. You know what I mean? It went from one ad. I remember yeah. the days when it was just like no ads. And then we got pissed over one ad and then they fucking went, they went two ads on us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have, 30 seconds to click through all of this, you know, it's like, I'm, and I'm not getting YouTube premium because they're still going to fuck. They're still going to show ads, you know? Yeah. That, that was the thing that, that Hulu was doing. It's like, Oh, we're not going to have any ads if you we're buy this. It. And of course they did. They, they still had them in there and you can't get around it. You can't get around it. Um, but so let's see, let's see. Um, social commentary and, um, seems like the social commentary and your opinions maybe on current events are kind of, kind of baked in some of the stuff that you're doing. What, like, and I think you touched on it, but what would you say is something you may have gotten flack for? Like some, you know, obviously, you know, you, you, you keep your identity kind of, kind of vague or what have you not out there, but what is something you may have gotten flack for? You're saying, all right, maybe this is not the take I should have on this particular piece. Let me, see where I'm at, where have I completely processed this thought? No, no, I, I don't think I've really, I, I haven't crossed any boundaries on, on my own self yet. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm wearing the mask just because that's, stu- that's what we have to do here in the studio. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and uh, you know, if I'm just going to like speaking out loud and you know, all this stuff is going to be floating around. Uh, <laughs> I guess like one of the pieces recently that i did is i did a uh i did a fuck sea world piece i seen that and then i hung it and i hung it right outside of sea world <laughs> and i don't know like when my friends like found that and they were like bumping it and try to like push it out there like it was a half and half in san diego yeah. of the communities being like oh no like sandy or you know like sea world does good things and like yeah but it's all performative so it doesn't really fucking matter anyways um I definitely caught some, I caught a little bit of slack from that, but I don't know. Like I already wrote that check while putting the piece up and <laughs> I wasn't afraid to cash it. Yeah. I, you know? I think one of the things that, and I, like, I admire it. I admire this notion to say, kind of like, screw it to kind of like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm thinking. And it's pure. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. And, you know, doing, doing this particular thing to being a podcaster I, like some people say it's all some people say it's not some people just say it's just fucking wasting your time and all of that and i've been doing it for a while like 12 years and there, yeah. sometimes i'll go back and like look at takes like okay that wasn't that wasn't maybe the best thing there or my position definitely is different now and i find like only up until recently especially with this particular podcast people have more things to say about well, maybe you shouldn't have said that. And maybe, and then I get very defensive. It's like, fuck you. Like I, I say what I want to say. That's kind of like where I'm at. Like, this is my art form. This is what I'm choosing to do. And any penalties that comes from it, I accept them if, if there's anything, but at, at the end of the day, I'm accountable to myself and my authenticity and what I believe in. Yeah, exactly. And you got to protect that. That's, that's a part of your art form. You know what I mean? Totally. Plus, plus the, you know, that's the creative rights of owning a podcast and inviting people to come on. You know what I mean? They, they got to expect that at least, you know what I mean? From going on to any public sphere, like the backlash, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just, uh, it's unequivocal. It's not, it's like, it's like, uh, 
the expectations aren't right. You know, people don't get their expectations right. Yeah. And I, and I think part of it, it goes into just this idea, like as soon as the notion of money or the notion that, oh, other people are going to start seeing this, then you start being a little bit more gun shy in what you're putting out there. And I, I'm, I'm very just against that. It's just, ugh, it, it's, it's icky. It gives me an icky feeling. It's like you're, you're selling out by definition. Um, yeah. So what do you enjoy most about your work? Probably just doing it. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the hours of the day is like spent, you know, just being in flow, that mindset, yeah. you know what I mean? And just kind of like, just making stuff and just thinking about other processes in the day or just like hanging out with the roommates. But honestly, like the hardest part about doing anything is starting it yeah. and finishing it. <laughs> but when you're in it, you know what I mean? And you're really like, you're garnering that the the motivation to do something because you got to force yourself there isn't there isn't like motivation as soon as you wake up you got it's like an active process you know totally totally and it, and, it, and it's almost like um you know when you could just sit there and autonomously just create something just because all i need is my hands and like a 3d line you know it's it's kind of nice because i could still make and like be a part of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I guess that's probably it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think once, once you're in it and you're doing it and I've been trying to read to, to have a better understanding of, um, some of the, the people I interview, because you, you, you don't want to come off as just some jerk asking like goofy questions that aren't even relevant. And I try to read more books um, about just different artists and their processes. And it's always interesting to kind of see how different people approach today. And it was a writer, I'm I'm blanking on his name right now, but he had this post about like how he goes about his, his process was whatever you write, it has to go out. It has to be done. It has to, you have to do it. You have to start it. You have to finish it and you have to put it out there. Even if it's dog shit, you have to put it out there Own what you're doing. And I would, would have loved to have picked his brain. Cause I find like a lot of times people will start something and then they don't finish it. And especially like, like, like writers, you know, writer's block and things like that. Um, oh, yeah. so in that creative blocks are a thing. Um, even with something like this, that it seems as simple as I'm just going to talk to people and ask questions and it, it, it's some degree of creativity that goes along with it. How do you, have you run to any creative blocks and what are some of the things you've done to get, get past them? Oh, all the, all the time, man. I it like, uh, you know what I mean? F- like feeling stagnant. I f- feel that's one of the pluses of me having to do this trip is I, you know, most re-energize my creative battery, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think like the most important thing if felt in one of those ruts is like, you, you got to, first admit to know that you're in a rut, you know? (laughs) And, um, I don't know, just keep up with like your healthy boundaries, like drink a lot of water because you got to realize like it shit goes up and down. Mm -hmm. And as much as you want to force yourself out of it, you just got to make sure that you yourself as like a human is well taken care of and like not stressing about something that just comes natural as a creative, you know? Totally. And, you know, make sure you're getting some exercise and like working your heart and doing all those things. Um, and then when you're ready to feel like you need to hit the ground, you got to just do something different, you know, 
watch like five more documentaries and just like, you know, go out with, I, I guess just your eyes wide open to new concepts, you know? Totally. Absolutely. Cause, uh, cause, I, cause I'll say it's been especially hard to try to do some of this stuff with how COVID has affected certain people. And I, and I see people being more, uh, more demonstrative and more direct about some of those boundaries they're putting into place, especially some of the creatives that I follow and have done these podcasts with. It's like, look, I'm going to take this next month off of social media. I got to just do shit for myself right now. And, you know, yeah. I find myself adopt, adopting that same process because you, you get burned out doing four five, six podcasts a week. And it's like, all right, this is kind of losing this meaning for these different reasons. And it's like, all right, I'm not seeing things straight. And let me, let me come yeah. back and let me get the proper rest. Let me get some, you know, proper hydration, proper meal. And let me take care of myself first. And I'll make me better at creating stuff that I think is worth my time and energy. Um, so there, there, there's two things and we got a few Baltimore questions and then we'll be wrapping up. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so what traits, if any, do you think that creative people have compared to people who consider themselves not to be creative? Definitely different. I, I, I want to say like originality, hmm. every, everybody has, every, everybody has the capacity to be creative, you know, talking, talking to people, like it's all a spectrum depending on whether if it's like something that they wanted to garner from when they were young, but they were just trying to figure out some way to get by. So they took that job. Sure. You know what I mean? Everybody has that. And it's hilarious when I ask people like, what do you do as a thing? And they say that they're not creative. It's just like, to me, accounting is creative. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't know how to do that, but you ask anybody who works with numbers, they're like, I don't do shit. I just, I crunch numbers all day. And it's like, you know, you got to find whatever that, that like weird spark is, yeah. you know what I mean? So I feel like the difference is, is like, you know, they, they just, people lean really hard on that creative muscle. You know, that's the only thing that separates, you know, in bed creatives to people who are out, outwardly expressing mm -hmm. creativity, you know? I dig that. I, I, I think um, when you get a little too creative with the uh, numbers as an accountant, then at least the audits. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've, I've heard that. Like I'll like sometimes I'll ask, I throw like, like in that first season, this is the third season of the podcast. And in that first season, I would ask people very weird Baltimore questions or questions about yeah. like, what kind of unique talents do you have? It's like, I'm not talented at all. It's like, you're, you're fucking audience. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this, <laughs> what is this lack of talent? So here's some of my Baltimore questions. Um, so you took, you touched on like that, that trip that you, you took recently and you used that as a, a means one of, one of the byproducts was that was a means to help you recharge. Um, what yeah. is your favorite place to recharge in Baltimore? Mm. Honestly, like, I feel very comfortable in my own skin. You know, I, I recharge on the go. Yeah. Probably just being, just being maybe on my roof. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I I've been everywhere in Baltimore and it's just like, at this point, like I just, I just want good rest and good company and it doesn't really matter like where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I have like food in my hand or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that, I mean, that's, that that's where I'm where I am, you know? Yeah. I, I think, um, for, for me, it's like different places. Um, I, I would go down to, 
like like station north or something like that and for whatever reason it's just like an aura maybe it's all of the different little coffee shops or pre-covid obviously but with all yeah, the, yeah. the different people out there the different people from different schools and all it's just an energy and an aura that's just floating around and maybe it's the architecture there i'll see and it gives me just something just clicks there and i'll have to have a notepad with me okay this would be a funny premise to talk about you ever think about things in this way and you know uh, and, and that's kind of how it is like i i had this um this bit that i, I was writing uh, just like one day after kind of walking through the area and I was like, I need to finish this. And it, it was with all of the stuff that was happening with the postal service. And yeah, I was like, yeah. it would be pretty funny to have like somebody like street harassing the postal worker. <laughs> like, Hey, you got my packages. And I was like, that would be funny <laughs> to me. And let's, let's expound that and let's make it as, you know, weird and absurd as possible. Um, let's play. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, 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 the setup here. Let's play. Yeah, yeah. Let's play. You're a marketing person. Okay. What would be your pitch to have folks come visit Baltimore? Cause we've had some terrible ones in the past. Baltimore, the city that reads Baltimore, get in on it. Baltimore ain't that yeah. bad, but what would be your, your pitch to have someone come relocate or come and visit? I'm saying the city of authenticity. See, you know, I knew it, man. We're on the same page, man. We're on the same page. Yeah. I like, I I've been around and still, you know, even traveling and camping and like, you know, driving through like random cities, like everybody has like their weird, like little niche, but you know, like you find artists here and they're like born in like bread or like, you know what I mean? They're like cooked in a Baltimore kiln and something about that just makes this city just way more real, you know, that, that I felt, you know? Yeah. Um, that, but that's, that's probably what I would get to like, come here. We have some good times and good vibes. Yeah. You know, you meet with the right people come here because there's, there's a family for you here, you know? Yeah, that was that was a theory. Um, you know, the, the authenticity, right. That was a, a, a theory that, I had like early on, I used to ask um, some of the, 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 the black artists that would have come on guests that would have come on. I would say, who's our like um, pop culture representative from here. And none, none really had the answer. That was like at a certain level that was like, you know, outside of regional, maybe like has some global appeal. And I was like, I don't know how far people from Baltimore really make it because of that. Some people may feel gritty authenticity and yeah. Hollywood and all of that shit is so fake that it just is a clash yeah. it's a clash it is you know what i mean but i think the difference is like that i found out is like like it's hard to get if there's like no money in the city you know that's true that i i think that's like one of the biggest standpoints and like hardest things to really realize in the as an artist here and even me you know being here like i could you know i could understand and understand truths you know what i mean to the matter mm -hmm. and just like we as a city probably have the most diverse, like talented range of artists yes. that are in it for like the good reason, you know what I mean? And like petty squabbles and like all of these things situated around money is all, all just because like, you know, as Baltimore as a whole just doesn't have a lot of it. You know, yeah. you see a lot of people going to New York or DC or outside of like Virginia, like to really do their thing. But I don't know. There, I feel like there's a deeper reasoning to why, you know, that, that is, you know, 
that there isn't a national thing to Baltimore, you know? Yeah. And, there, there's this this notion that at least in this like area, every dickhead has come up with a podcast over COVID, and um, you know, being someone that's done it for as long as he has, and I, I look at it for what it is. It's something I use as it's catharsis as a means of expression, and I have a good time doing it. And with doing this particular podcast that's really gone up during COVID, I've been able to meet a lot of interesting folks and. You know, I'll say, hey, man, we're this is like episode 60. And someone's like, hold on, you found 60 interesting, unique talents in Baltimore. I was like, there are hundreds <laughs> of them. People are dope here. And, you know, I, I'm trying to do my part, this little sliver to kind of show and highlight just some of the individuals that we have here that are dope. But then you'll have other people who want to be the voice of podcasting here. And it, it's laughable. It's, it's really laughable yeah. at times. And it goes back to kind of what you were getting at. There's only so many, I, I won't say purely money, but that is the biggest component. And that's the language that we speak in, but yeah, it's only so many opportunities, you know, and you just have so many people It's like, yeah, I'm the king of this. It's like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It's just like, you're, you're not going to make it. It just do it for the right reasons. Do it because you enjoy doing it. Don't do it because you want sponsors, you want money, or you want to use this as a stepping stone yeah. to something else. It's, I don't know. It'll get there. Definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, first of all, you gotta make sure that, that you're being real. You know what I mean? And like, you, you know, like where your boundaries are and just kind of, you know, just be your best and be kind of be humble at it, at it. You know, yeah. it's, it's most like, this is a small city. So if you're really going to try to do something, you know, you got to have like that teamwork and that foundation, you know, totally. And, and some of the people that I've tried to have on this show, like, you know, you'll have in, in this age of, of cloud and all of that. It's like, Oh, this person has 20,000 followers. I definitely have to have them on. I was like, I don't like their art or I don't, I don't jam with what they're doing. So I try to going back into it. I try to let that, um, authenticity, like, what do I like? Who do I want to talk to? Otherwise yeah. it would just be a stilted, boring, uninteresting conversation. I think, and which brings me to my last question to wrap up all of my boring, stilted questions. No, 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 no. Give yourself more credit. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously I I'm, I'm from here. What have you been here my entire time, my entire life. And, you know, it's wonderful for once in the last decade to hear about wire associated with Baltimore and not be a TV show. Yeah. what is what is your ultimate overall take on baltimore like like in terms of maybe different pockets not necessarily art but maybe like what do you think of the food scene here what do you think of like just like how people operate you touched on the authenticity but just what is that that summation of you in baltimore because there's a reason you're here you're still here i guess yeah yeah no i mean it everybody has just such a passion to do what they do you know what i mean and as the city as is it's just there's so many pockets of different culture that almost weave in and out of each other, yeah. you know, and that's how I found out a about all the things that I love now from Baltimore is just, you know, like loving like music groups over at like the crown or something like that. And that led me to like some good, you know, like food people who did culinary arts yeah. and that introduced me to like a bunch of other performative aspects. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it, it's, it's just one of those types of cities where the scalability, it makes you feel like you could actually do something good, you know, 
in the space for the time and you know for what you have and uh and actually affect something you know i dig it like you you know you're you're like two degrees away from knowing everybody here in the city <laughs> you know what i mean and and if you're smart about it you know you'll you'll use it to to be successful in whatever whatever degree that is and it's it's very possible you know plus like the city's fucking awesome. Unless so. <laughs> uh, that might be the trailer for this. <laughs> City fucking awesome. Moving on. Um, yeah, that's like in, in doing this, I find like so many people are just in the same groups and they, so I've had people hit me up just, man, my friend did your show. I need to do your show now. I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's do it. Let's, what's your stuff look like? What do we got? <laughs> and what do you do? And I definitely, I, I agree. It's like, you can, once you find like that sliver where people are at that kind of your tribe, if you will, or those people that you would be able to rock with, it's like, you're just there. It's, you know, if you come off as real and you're doing shit, that's good. And you do, you could do good stuff. They're doing good stuff. And you find some common ground. It's accessible. Baltimore is authentic yeah. and accessible. I think. It is. It is. You know what I mean? Um, we gotta like help each other, like bring ourselves up in the city. You know what I mean? And find like other pockets that might need, a hand and figure out what we could do as like creatives and whatever measure to just, you know, cause you know, we, people keeping each other down, the health of the city depends on everybody bringing each other up, you know? So I agree. That's, that's ultimately the, like, you know, like I look at, I look at what I do here as in some ways, public service. Like I can sit here and do my goofy comedy podcast and have a good time doing that Two people to listen and I'll be cool. But I'd rather do this in conjunction with that because it's, it's kind of giving back. It's showing like we got a lot of, you know, cool people here that are doing cool things. And it's not solely about myself or about a few people that I like, but it's like, Hey, do you do something that's interesting? Would you be interested in coming on and, you know, hopefully helping everyone kind of get some eyes on it. And that's literally what it is. So yeah, you're being Rob Lee, the great connector. I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be like, like the Lego guy or what have you. Um, so in this, this last second, uh, I like to have a segment where I call, um, shameless plugs. You have anything that you want to yeah. put out there, anything you want to plug. Um, thank you again for coming on this podcast. This has been great. Um, you're a really chill dude. So I like this. Yeah. Thanks bro. Uh, I don't know. Just follow my IG at read be more art. Um, other than that, work on your mental health, you know, I mean, that shit's fucking important. Shout out to being healthy, shout out to being locked inside, but still trying to figure out ways to just cope yeah. in good manners. Oh yeah. You know, uh, and that's it. You know, shout out to help mental health. Hell yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll do my sign off and that'll be that. Uh, so, so for, for the, for the God read be more, I'm probably saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. Maybe it's on, maybe it's near lights. Maybe you have to look around. Maybe you have to check these things out. You just got to look for it. Mm -hmm.